Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you willing? Hey gents. Welcome to another episode of Apex Masculinity, a high-performance men's coaching outfit designed to help you show up strong in every area of life. Raising the bar in fatherhood, marriage, finance, business, health, and all things manly. Gentlemen, let's begin. Hey guys, my guest with me today is Joel Hostenritter with WayfindersForLife.com. He's one of the ULA guys using their program and their curriculum. He's a family man, married to the woman of his dreams. He's a father, he's a life coach, and he's also my friend. Joel, happy to have you back, man. Man, it's great to be back, brother. So good. How are your holidays? You know, like everybody else is busy, 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 but good. You know, it was a good time to, to reconnect with the family. We got to spend some good collaborative time uh, at people's homes and things like that. Just having a good time, eating lots of good food. And uh, those are two yeah. big things on my list. So, right. <laughs> yeah. The fitness goals kind of, kind of like, ah, it's got to start January 1st. I got five days to really <laughs> get down on this pecan pie, you know? <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> I went to my in-laws house and, uh, I think that's going to have to come to an end. And I know my mother-in-law listens to these podcasts and I don't want her to get her heart broke, but it's just two days of icy roads from North Dakota all the way to Colorado. And then uh, there's really not much to do in, in their town. It's great to see family and stuff. Uh, and then like two, like the way coming, coming back this time, the roads were really hairy. Like it was oh, there's two places I kind of started losing control and, uh, I turned off I-70 in Colorado to start going into Wyoming. And uh, and this guy spun off the road. So we jumped out. I jumped out to try because he was in a little small car. And I'm thinking, all right, if that guy in the Jeep stops and I stop, we can push this guy and get him back on the road. So we jump out and we push this kid, probably 22, and we push him back onto the road. And he started sliding to the middle of the road. And someone coming from the other way panicked. And locked it up. And it, everybody oh, was man. slow. Everybody was doing 30, 35 miles an hour. But the guy coming the other way actually spun out and went in the ditch. And I'm like, okay, there's nothing more I can do here. <laughs> but uh, that's, and, you know, just living in a motel, you know, all that stuff on the travel and all that. I think we're going to do that's what you did next year. And just stay uh, home. Yeah, just stay home and like have, uh, have people from like the school that my wife teaches at friends that she's made, have them maybe come over and different things like that. Just really keep it low key. That's uh, awesome. We, we do two things or did two things this, this past Christmas. Uh, the first thing that we do is a traditional family thing is we always have our Christmas on Christmas Eve. Cause okay. as the kids were getting older, we have two older kids. And as they were getting older, it became really difficult to just schedule around everybody's, you know, significant others and everybody's, you know, family they're going to and so forth. And so we have a pajama party Christmas Eve. We all get dressed up in pajamas. Okay. We have breakfast for dinner and make some banana pancakes and nice. uh, lots of syrup and <laughs> open our gifts. It's a lot it. of fun. Yeah. fun. And that then was- uh, on Christmas Day, we're uh, Hawaiian as well. And so we had this feast of authentic Hawaiian food that everybody just brought food. And yeah, it was awesome. Fantastic. Yeah, no, it's good, man. It's, it's, um, it's wintertime up here in North Dakota and we're dealing with negative 35, negative 40 temperatures, but, uh, it was a good time for us to connect with family, connect with my wife again, with the two weeks off I had and let the kids see everybody. And just, uh, just a reminder of, uh, back home and whatnot and stuff, but no, it was good. Awesome. Yeah. So man, let's just jump right into it, man. You were on the podcast a couple months ago. And for real, man, that really was one of the fastest downloaded episodes that I had put out. Um, wow, man. Yeah, brought a lot of value-added content. It was it was a ton of good stuff in there. I, I listened to it a couple of times myself, was really encouraged by it, which led into our relationship now where yeah. you're my coach. You know what I mean? It's something I've been wanting to do and, 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 and go through life coaching myself. And it's been good. The program has been good. It's really opened my eyes to some things and uh, got me thinking and got some challenges got me back in the gym, um, you know, got my wife really honing in our finances and different things like that. So that's been good. And I mean that. Awesome. Uh, but there's so much more, not only to um, to the ULA program, 
but I'm there's but but just more to what you want to share as far as helping people kind of uh, get through the transitions in life and set goals and be yeah. motivated to win, motivated to succeed. So you wanted to talk on goal setting today. Yeah, I know we we had mentioned picking up from the last episode and doing the accelerators, which I, I'd love to to talk on sometime. But this is such a key time of the year where people are they're asking themselves, you know, why didn't I get that thing done last year? What stopped me? And, and this year I'm going to crush it, you know, or not setting any and just being complacent with with where they are in life. And it's always good to reflect back. It's always good to to get the lessons learned from something that you didn't accomplish or that that you wanted to. Um but I, I find it's such a key part of life to actually move life forward, to have something tangible that you can look out and, and be moving towards. And I really wanted to just speak on a structure of how to do that well, because what I find in, in coaching is that we get this mindset of I'm those who are motivated enough, I'm, I'm going to go do this thing that I didn't get done last year. And maybe it's a fitness thing and, and I want to be more fit. And so they go, they join a gym and they work out five days a week, like three times a day, and they do it for maybe a week and get burned out. Right, right. Right. And, um, you know, the reality is that that goal setting is not, it shouldn't be an annual thing. It shouldn't be the thing that because the calendar turned another month that now we're going to look back and go, okay, now what am I going to do? Like this should be a, a habit of a lifestyle. Yes. And you know, it's a lifestyle of, of what's your vision for your life? Where am I right now compared to where I want to be and how am I going to get there? And all of that comes into play in how to do that well and to have a structure around that. So I thought it'd be an interesting topic for your listeners just to, to kind of throw some ideas around about that yeah. and see if we can give them some tangible things to, to do as they are looking towards 2022 or maybe they've already set some goals for 2022, or maybe they've not even thought about it. Right. You know? So um, I, I know you've got a bunch of questions, but one of the stats that I saw recently was from the University of Scranton. 92% of goals are never achieved. Yeah. That's actually an uptick. Uh, last year was 95%, I think. Wow. <laughs> so yay, we're making good progress, but that, that literally <laughs> means... 8% of, you know, the people that set their, their goals and say, I want to do this thing with my life. It's never done. I mean, 8% is only done. 92% right. is never done. And that's, that's discouraging. So I'd, I'd love to try to fix that. Yeah, absolutely. So you're, you're right, man. I did a little research today and mounted up a couple questions, quite a few questions actually that I want to ask. And I think if, I think if we stay on point with it and everything, we can get through most of them. And, uh, but I don't want to jump right into the questions until you're ready. So okay. you, let me know, you let me know when you're ready for questions. Are we good to go with that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We're ready to go okay. with that. And if you want some, um, I'll tell you what, let me, let me give some precursor because we're going to get into how to do this. Right. Yep, yep. So let me give a little bit of precursor as to when, why it doesn't work. Okay. And then as, as we go into, into making it work, then there's some context around that. So Okay. Five reasons why goals don't don't work. Five reasons why they fail. Number one is they're not written down. Okay. There's there's never a time that we go through life that we can be a hundred percent focused on what we want to do, and we don't get distracted by other things around us. Like right. that's just life, right? It just happens. So it has to be written down. And and when it is written down, you can review them. You can see them. You can put them in strategic places around your house or your work, right? To say, oh yeah. That's the thing I should be focused on. So number one, they're not written down. Number two, they're not written properly. You know, they're just, they're just poorly written goals. I want to be fit is not, it's not tangible enough. Like, what does that actually mean? And what it means to me might be different than what it means to you, right? Um, I want to lose weight. I want to, you know, have more money. Like none of those are going to be tangible enough to set specific measurable actions around how to accomplish that, right? Um, number three, they're not reviewed daily. Okay. And in, in ULA, we talk about, we, we have the system around setting 
goals in each of the seven F's of life. And those are uh, fitness, finance, family, field, which is your career, faith, friends, and fun. And so pretty much if you think about all those different categories, any of the stressors that we have in our life and also the abundance that we have in our life falls under some subcategory of one of those seven F's. Right. And, you know, everybody divides it up differently. That's how we divide it up in ULA. But in the system of ULA, we set three goals in each of the seven F's. We narrow that down to the top seven goals out of all those 21. And then we narrow that down to what we call the ULA one, which is the one thing that if you accomplish in the next 365 days would absolutely change your life and the lives of those around you. And we review those top seven. The system is every day, every night before you go to sleep, you look at those goals and you, and you determine what you're going to do tomorrow to move you towards those goals. So that's the third reason why goals don't work is they're not reviewed. They're not reviewed on a consistent basis and certainly not daily. Um, number four is you run into a blocker. And that last episode, we did just a whole episode on blockers basically. And, you know, when you think about something tangible that you want to either move your life forward or something you want to achieve or a person, the person you want to become, then fear, self-sabotage, anger, guilt, could be laziness, right? All of these things come back and start to haunt you a little bit. And so that can happen before you even set out to accomplish that thing or be that person. It could be in the middle of it and you just think, man, there's no way I can get this done. Like there's no way. And, or, and a lot of times it's right before you actually achieve it. It's, it's right before it's just that little bit of oomph. You're at the top of the mountain and just about to crest over the peak and it's downhill from there and you stop yeah. self-sabotage right all laziness all that stuff comes back and then it's like man it's not worth it it's not worth the effort you know uh i'm not sure i can pull this off maybe i'm not worthy of of the success of it i was at a guys meeting the other day um it was actually an ula meeting there's mainly guys there and we asked the question, how many people set goals here? And, and one of them said, no, I don't because I'm afraid of it. And I, and I said, what are you afraid of? He said, I'm afraid of the success of it. Wow. Yeah. Some people are afraid they can't pull it off. Others are afraid that when they achieve it, like maybe people will start looking at them a different way. Hmm. Right. Maybe uh, their family's going to alienate them because they have something their family doesn't. And that's where you get envy, you know, and jealousy and so forth. Sure. Um, but we can go down that rabbit hole. But, uh, and then the, the fifth thing of, of why goals don't work is it's somebody else's goal. Like, we, you know, we've been told that so many times, you know what you should be doing with your life? <laughs> you should be doing this, this, and this, and, or, what are you doing with your, why are you doing that? What are you doing in that job? You know, and sometimes it can be a healthy challenge, right? Sometimes it can be a way to challenge our mindset, challenge our perspective to get out of a funk, if you will. Sometimes it's tough love and that's okay. Mm -hmm. But other times it's a projection of what someone thinks our life should be about. And then you start hearing that enough. Maybe it's when you were a kid, right? You know, you're never going to amount to somebody, to somebody. You're never going to do this with your life, you know. Um, and we start hearing that and we start believing it. And then we think, well, I guess if I'm going to go do something, I might as well go do that. But right. it's not actually the thing that wakes you up in the middle of the night because you are so excited for yeah. the next morning because you're going to hit the ground running and going a thousand percent. It's not that thing. Yeah. It's just some other thing. Yeah, you know? no, I like that, bro. When you were talking about that guy who was afraid to win, I was actually surprised that you went that direction because I was expecting you to say afraid to lose because that's that's a big thing for a lot of people is when they start a goal and they don't achieve it or they go with it for a few months and then they, they fall off or whatever, so to speak, with fitness as an example, you know, um, they begin to build this track record of not succeeding or yeah. this track record in their mind of every time I start, 
I never get it finished kind of a thing. So why bother? Why try kind of a thing? Yeah. And I don't think people realize that it would be better to start and stop a fitness routine 10 times within a year than to start it once, go for six weeks and quit and think that you're a quitter. Like sometimes you have to start, stop, start, stop, stop, like over and over again, because you're developing within your own mind, the mindset that this is a part of my life. Like, you know, if we're talking about fitness, like fitness is a part of my life. And I think, I, I think just like you said, people stop just short of the goal or just short of the victory. You know, when you were talking about, um, it being someone else's goal, you mean like other people trying to live their lives vicariously through you. Like, it could like be I was that. in the military, you should be in the military too, son, kind of a thing like that, yeah. right? Yeah, it could be that. Like, I, I have this family business and you need to take it over just because I have this family business. It could be right. that. Right, right. You know, or it could be something that's that's unrelated, that's that doesn't have that connection. And it could just be something that somebody else thinks you should be doing with your life. Right. So those are the five reasons why they fail. Did you did I hear you right when you said there's five five reasons why they win, why they succeed? Yeah. Well, there, those are the five, re- the five, I would say, most common reasons why there's a lot of reasons why goals fail, right? But those are the five most common reasons that, that we see in, in coaching of what really holds people back. Um, when it comes to setting a structure around that, we do have five categories of how to write that. I don't know when you want to start talking about that or if you want to throw some questions at me or whatever, so we can do both. Okay. Um, well, we just did the why they failed. Do you want to, do you want to talk about or do you want to sure. say later? Okay, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, it's, that's perfectly fine. So the way to win when it comes to goal setting is to have a system around it. And one of the, the, one of the most common things you'll hear the ULA guys, Dave and Troy, and, and the coaches saying is ULA is not a secret, it's a system. You know, this mantra of I'm a guru, if you will, and I have the one thing that you've never heard before. And if you just pay me $19.95 and I'll give you five macho chains and, and three fish poppers, yeah. some Ginsu knives, and all of a sudden you're going to be this magical millionaire, right? right. Um, the reality is those who are successful, it's not because they figured something out that no one knows. It's because they have a system for consistently moving their life forward. Like that's right. it. Yeah. And uh, we don't hide it. In Ula, because it's just there's common knowledge, but there is a framework around that. Is this um, the smart? Is this the smart goals you're getting ready to go into? Yeah, that's oh, right. This is the smart part. Okay, yeah, dive right in, man. Let's do it. Yeah. So, um, I think it was like 1981. Um, George Duran came out with the smart system, and you know there is there's a lot of ways to to view goal setting. And it can be habit building, right? It can be lifestyle changes. Um, this is one way to put a structure around it so that you have, a, again, a system for writing the goal properly and for accomplishing it. So we modified it just a little bit in ULA, the ULA guys did, uh, from what George Duran originally came out with. Um, but the, the S in SMART is specific. And so many times people just don't, have a specific goal that they want to go after and and going back to the, I want to be more fit example, you know, it's just not tangible enough. It's just not. And if, if you can't be specific about what it is you want, you know, it's, it's like that old adage, if you don't know where you're going, you're never going to know when you get there. Right. Right. So you, you have to have Mm -hmm. a vision of what that is supposed to be or what you want it to be and be very specific about, about it. If it's a fitness goal, Maybe it's walking a mile three times a week. Like that's specific, but I want to be walking more is not, you know? Right. So be specific. Um, we talked about why that doesn't work before. So be specific and write it down. <laughs> like right. get a pen, get a paper, write it down, make a poster board, you know, um, some three by five cards and some sticky notes and stick them around. This is the thing that I, I really want to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Be specific and write it down. Uh, the M is for measurable. And it's interesting because if, if you can't measure something, you don't know your progress and you don't know when you're successful at it. So the measuring part of it is not just when you achieve it, but it's also 
the wins along the way to get there. Right. And I've, I've heard some people recently say, don't, don't set goals because every time, every day that you live your life, that you don't achieve them, then that's a failure. And from my perspective, that's a flawed viewpoint. And the reason is this, when you build in tangible, daily, measurable steps towards your goal, that's a win every day. Right. Right. You've got the big win, maybe at the end of the year, maybe at the end of six months, whatever the case may be. But when you're in the habit of a lifestyle of taking daily action, you can look back at the week and instead of saying, oh, I didn't hit that goal, you can say, I took 15 steps towards changing my life. Yeah, I like that. And that's a win, right? Yeah. And you've talked about it before in your podcast, dopamine comes in, right? The happy hormone comes, comes to play. And all of a sudden, it's a perspective of this is what I've achieved. This is what I've accomplished. Maybe it's not the big win, but it's 15 steps that you didn't do the previous week. Right. Or the previous year. Right. And that matters. So yeah. it matters. Measuring that is not just the big win, but it's also the steps along the way. Um, this is where we switch it up a little bit in ULA. The A is for accountable. And this one's huge because if, if, you're, if, if you're really trying to move your life forward and you're specific about it, you've got a way to measure that. And you are not, you don't have, an inner circle, you don't have your tribe, you don't have the friends around you that will hopefully do one of two things. Number one is they will give you their hand when you've fallen down and when you've stumbled. And, you know, take my hand, bro. I've got you. I've got your back. Pick you up and help you move forward, right? That's, that's one thing an accountability group can help you do. The second thing is to kick you in the butt. And if you got a fitness goal to walk three miles a day, it's a beautiful day outside and you're binge watching Netflix, you know, have that friend that goes, Hey bro, um, meet me at the park in 10. Yeah. Let's go for a walk. Right. Yeah. And I know you've talked about that so much with the importance of having your tribe and finding that group. Right. Yeah. Um, Network is the others. It's huge. Yeah. And it, and it really makes it, it makes an enormous difference when you study those who are successful and those who are not, or those who are successful and those who are dramatically successful, exponentially successful. You will rarely find someone who has hit the peak of, of their life in terms of their influence and their impact that doesn't have a group around them, cheering them on, picking them up and kicking mm -hmm. them in the butt just a little bit when they're falling off the wayside. I'm going to jump in here with a question. Yep. Let's say, and there may, there, not, there may not be an answer for this, but let's say you got somebody that's got goals, they've got ambitions, they, they're starting their journey to success and, and they don't have that tribe. You know, they don't have that accountability partner, so to speak. Um, would you encourage that person to like really try to, I mean, like what, what would they do? What would you tell someone that doesn't have that at the ready? Yeah. For themselves. Yeah. Um, two things. One is find one and the other is create one. Because what, what you're ultimately looking for is you're looking for a group of, of like-minded people mm -hmm. that are being intentional about moving their life forward right. in whatever direction it is for them. Doesn't have to be the same definition, right? But mm -hmm. it has to be a similar mindset in that you and I, we're trying to do things with our lives Mm. that are different than what we did yesterday. And so if somebody doesn't have one, like do a search for groups, you know, community centers, church groups, activity um, communities, right? Mm. And you could even a lot of times find something around a common uh, topic. You know, I do Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I study that as a hobby. So one of my, um, the people, one of the person, hey, excuse me, one of the people that I go to when it comes to some health things is our jiu-jitsu instructor. Mm. He also happens to be a nutrition coach and is one of the most well-researched people when it comes to, to human health. Right. And uh, it was because of that interaction with him that we found the naturopathic doctor that my wife goes to, that my daughter goes to, 
and that has made a tremendous difference. But mm-hmm. our common language at first was just getting on the mat and uh, you know learning something, right? Right. So there might be a period of time where you've got to like develop a relationship with someone um, before it gets to that spot where they're willing to be an accountability partner for you, so to speak. It, it could be that. It could also be a complete stranger. And what I mean by that is I, I have a guy's inner circle that we meet every other week and mm-hmm. it's a group of uh, five guys and yeah, uh, inner circles of tribes that, for this accountability piece, it doesn't have to be 20 people, right? right. It can be two or three people. Um, and we've had these five guys that have come together. I didn't know any of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I take that back. I knew one of them before we formed this inner circle. Mm-hmm. None of them have been in my past. None of them know me as, as a person. They know, you know where the skeletons in the closet are, are hidden. None mm-hmm. of them. It's just a group of guys. We came together through Ula and we said, you know what? We, we need some accountability. Anybody want to join in? And we, we just created it. Yeah. And um, it makes a difference. It makes a big yeah. difference. Yeah, I like that, man. I, I, I uh, accidentally ended up doing that for myself a few months back. And when I say that, it took a few months to realize what I had done. And I was talking with my wife about it. I knew what my goals were. Like I wanted to level up in fitness and nutrition. I wanted to level up with confidence. I wanted to level up with learning how to leverage, you know, tragedy and trauma from my past and let it be fuel for the fire for me to like build an amazing life. But I don't, I didn't necessarily have anybody in my immediate circle that was on that same trajectory. Like, um, and the busyness of life and all that stuff. I mean, it takes effort and sacrifice to actually like you guys have to pull away from your family to like go have a meeting with each other. Right. So you got to be willing to take the sacrifice there. But what I did was I said, you know what, I'm already doing this podcast. Why don't I reach out to some people to see if there'll be guests to come and talk about these issues that are important to me. Right. And that I know that are important to the guys that listen. So that's what started the whole series two or our series two of the Apex Masculinity podcast. And you were able to come on. Uh, Candace came on and talked about stuff that she went through, tragic things she went through in her, in her early life. I had, uh, I had this guy, John, come on and talk about fitness and nutrition and fitness and nutrition goals. And when, and when I got a few episodes into it, I was like, oh, my gosh, like I've been wanting to do life coaching for a long time. Hmm. because I have these guys and gals coming on my show I'm like getting free life coaching <laughs> <laughs> I like it right no it was good it was like it was it was opening up that world to me and it, it you know it established you know the the relationship that you and I have now the relationship that I have with Candice I haven't spoken with John he texted he emailed me a couple of days ago to let me know that an episode because we did two I think I was on his show and he was on mine um to let me know that the episode I did with him just went live, but I oh, know, nice. I know that if I have fitness and nutrition questions, uh, I can reach out to him. You know what yeah. I mean? And I can get some questions answered and stuff. And I'm almost quietly building my inner circle now of yeah. people that are experts in their space. Like the other day I called Candace on the phone because I'm struggling with some it issues on developing my brand. And, um, I want to respect her time and everything like that. So she just laid a few things on me, just dropped a few nuggets on me that are going to help me like progress and move forward in what I'm trying to build. But whatever it takes, man, if you want to get involved in fitness, go to the gym and just start being friendly to people. You know what I mean? Somebody at the gym that's been doing it for a long time will reach out to you and be like, Hey, you know, if you tried this or did this different, it might help you. And then you got a person you can text and ask questions and not only are you getting accountability, but you're also developing a friendship, like a relationship that's yeah. positive. And I like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good, man. Um, the other thing that that I have been developing when we talk about our tribe and our inner circles, I have I have these group of guys, and this is kind of like my my life inner circle. Like we talk about all sorts of topics, relationships, ourselves, our personal goals, um, and, and we deal with all of it. I'm also in a finance inner circle. And so you can have more than one, but I, I wanted th- this year for me, I have very specific 
goals around our finances mm -hmm. as a family unit. And um, so I, I wanted an accountability group that is hyper-focused in that one area. Right. So you can, you can be a part of more than one. It's hard to be a part of a lot of them because it, sure. it does take time and focus. Right. But it's okay to, to have one specialty and also have just some generic ones. You know, these guys, I know I can pick up the phone and say, Hey, I'm struggling in this area and they're going to be there for me. Right. Yeah. No, it's but good. I, but I also want this piece of of I need to deep dive into finances this year. And so I wanted to hyper-focus on that as well. Yeah. So now that's good, man. So we've got specific goals, the ability to measure them and track them, having an accountability partner or group that you're with. What are the other two of the five? Yeah, real quick. The other part of accountability is being accountable to yourself. Okay. And so that could be something simple. It could be a calendar on the wall with a checkbox every time you go on that walk that you want to do three times a week. But when you can measure it, you can also hold yourself accountable to it. And so it's not just relying on other people to be there, but it's also looking at that calendar going, oops, last week I only hit it twice. Right. You know, and having some way to, to, to see that. So be accountable to yourself. Um, the fourth one is realistic. And I, I see this so often where people set lofty goals Right. That just, they're just shoot for the moon goals. And I don't mind shooting for the moon as long as there's an expectation that you're going to get to the stratosphere, you know? And, and so there's two parts of that that I think are really critical. When you're setting something realistic, you can do some research around what people have done. You know, if, if you are going to run a marathon and you've never run before in your life, what's real, a realistic amount of time to train your body so that your muscles are, have the endurance that you need them to, so that your lungs have the breath that it needs to, to, to know when should you take a salt tablet? When should you have, you know, some electrolytes, that kind of a thing. Yeah. You can do some research and, and, and structure around that. But then the important part is don't let that limit you. There, there was a time in human history, and it wasn't that long ago when people said it's not humanly possible to run a four minute mile. Mm -hmm. The physical attributes of the human body do not have the capacity to run a four minute mile. And everybody tried and they got close and no one really did it because it was this thing. You can't get it done. And then someone did. And here's the interesting thing. When that person broke the four minute mile, then all of a sudden other people started doing it left and right. Boom, boom, boom. Mm -hmm. And so did they magically have some superpower all of a sudden, you know, that uh, some Avenger moment where they could just go, Oh, now I've got this thing. Now I can go break. No, it was a limiting belief. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to research what's normal then ask yourself, what's going to stretch me. And maybe what's going to stretch me isn't even getting to normal. Maybe what's going to stretch me is breaking that four minute mile. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's, the danger of setting too lofty of a goal. And when you don't attain to it, you convince yourself that you just, you can't do this. So let's just give up and quit kind of a thing. Right. Yep. Yeah. No, I like that, man. Yep. Well, I was at, uh, I was telling you about that meeting the other day where the, where the gentleman was that said he doesn't set goals. The kind of the MC, the person that, that coordinated this get together, he was that person. And, and he said this in front of everybody. He said, I am the kind of person that I set a goal that is really unachievable. <laughs> it's just, it's something I can't get done, but I get so excited about it. I get all, you know, wrapped up in it and my mind starts going and I set that goal and it can be in all of these things, you know, specific, measurable, accountable, realistic. It's like, ah, not, not <laughs> quite, bro. That's, that's not realistic. And that's yeah. him saying it, right. It's him saying yeah. that's, I can't get that done. Uh, but then we had, I, I spoke to kind of the other side of the, of the group and the, the opposite side of that coin is people who set too little of a goal, right? You know, it's, if I want to walk a mile three times a week and I'm a marathon runner, why am I, why is that my goal? Right. You know, so it, it has to be both. It has to be something that's realistic that you can attain, you can achieve. It also needs to be something that stretches you. Yeah. And if we're not stretching, we're not growing. That's the bottom line.
Yeah, I like it. The so, last one is time. Okay. It's got to be linked to time. So I can have the other four in this, in this system, in this framework, specific, measurable, accountable, realistic. And if I don't put a date on it, mm-hmm. it's just another wish list. It's right. just another thing, right? You've got to, to have it set up in a structure to give you success around the thing you're trying to do or trying to accomplish and then set a, set a deadline. And that deadline also needs to be a realistic deadline, right? If I want to lose 50 pounds, doing that in 30 days is not realistic. You know, right. doing that in a year might be depending on your, on your health and fitness and some medical issues, right? Yeah. So, so set an attainable, achievable, realistic target on the time it's going to take you to do that. And then I told my, uh, my, my brother the other day, not my, my blood brother, but my, my bro, you know, I told him the other day, we were talking about this very thing. And I said, man, when you, when you look at that time and you say, yeah, that's, that's probably going to take me a year to do challenge yourself to do it in six months, because maybe it's not achievable. Be realistic, realistic about that, but maybe just maybe Mm-hmm. your brain activates the creative side of your brain that says, you know what, if I just did this, this, and this, I'm going to take not a shortcut, but a faster way yeah. to get there. And if we're not asking those types of creative questions, then we're not stretching in that area either. Yeah. Yeah. Tony Robbins says that a lot, man. It's about asking the better question. Yes. Get there. Yeah. I like that. Um, these questions that I have for you, obviously um, I didn't know what you were going to provide up to this point. So we may go back and touch on some of this stuff that you've already mentioned sure. as you as you answer the question. So it might overlap a little bit, but I wanted to run through these real quick with you and ask you uh, ask you to speak on like how goals give us motivation. For example, like if you don't have goals, it almost seems like there's no motivation to do anything. But when sure. you set the goal, it almost like it clicks something off inside of you that gives you an actual physical energy to actually go achieve those things, man. So like, so what do you think about that? Like having goals and it turning into motivation? Yeah, I, I think there's, there's no aspect of nature or, or humankind that doesn't have to be growing in some area. Like there's always a transition from one season to another, from one area to another plants grow right until the time that they no longer humans grow and develop. Our brain is constantly learning. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so there's always, there's always something about humans that needs a little bit more. And, and if that's not there, a lot of times we were falling back into self-sabotage and into fear and into the blockers that we talked about in the last episode. Um, but, but when you have something that is on the horizon, something that you can look forward to, it mm-hmm. changes the chemistry of your body. Like it literally changes the hormones that are flowing through your body. It changes your brain's activity. It changes the questions that your brain is trying to figure out even, mm-hmm. you know, cause how do I, how do I get there? And, and that going back to what Tony Robbins talks about all the time is ask better questions. Like just if, if you can get in the habit of asking better questions, your, our brains are a solution mm-hmm. finding heat seeking missile. Yeah. And if, if the questions that we're asking ourselves is, why didn't I do that? Why didn't I get that done? Why, why am I, you know, why am I doing this again and kind of beating yourself up over it? Your brain will find the answer. And it's usually because you're not worthy. It's because Mm -hmm. you don't have enough. It's because, you know, what other people said over you is true, right? Those are the solutions. Our brain finds the answers to those types of questions. Mm -hmm. So one of the beautiful questions I, I love to try and think about myself is, and it's hard, right? In a moment of a struggle, this is really a really hard question. Not is why, why did this happen to me? You know, why, what's like, what's going on? Like, why did this happen to me again? But 
what if the question is, how does this benefit me? Mm-hmm. Like, what if the question is, how can I learn from this? What if the question is, how can I grow through this? And that may take leaning on your faith and your belief system. It may take getting your butt off the couch and, and, and acting discipline in the moment. It might take having a group of guys, a group of gals around you that hold you accountable. It might take the hand up. It might take the affirmations of starting your day and speaking over your life. This is who I'm choosing to be today. Yeah. Right. And then your brain switches and then your brain starts to go, Oh, Oh, it's not poor me, mm-hmm. you know, and, and not that it's always self-pity. Like sometimes life sucks. Like we go through seasons where life sucks and there's no, you know, name it, claim it affirmation. That's going to change that. What's going to change is how we're looking at it. Yes. And when we change how we're looking at it, we can change what we're learning from it. And if we can change what we're learning from it, we will grow through it in the best capacity and our highest self that, that we possibly can. Yeah. I like that, bro. That's good. In my notes here, man, I got how, uh, how goals create success proof. Like we're looking for evidence that we're winning. Like for that, I need that. I was somebody at work sent me a, I think it was a TikTok video and you got to be really careful with that because there's a lot of garbage on TikTok, but he sent me this TikTok video and it was about this motivational speaker was talking about how we're not even so much um, goal achievement motivated where, and you were just touching on this, we're almost goal pursuit motivated. Like we get more rush and pleasure and fulfillment out of pursuing the goal than when we actually attain the goal. And that's why he was talking, and he was talking about how when people get to the goal, there's that instant high, you know, like I won, but very quickly, the, the balloon deflates and I got to do something else. Like I got to pursue yeah. something else. But when we're, when we're pursuing goals and we hit them, it gives us proof that we're winning and succeeding in life. Speak on that. I love that. Yeah, I love that. Um, I'm going to take a little bit of a different turn around that, if you don't mind. Sure, please. And, and I, I totally agree with, with that, that perspective. Like we we have to be engaged in the activity of doing something. And as we're in, in goal setting and in moving our life forward, like it is activity based, right? Mm. It's not, it's not just sitting there and, uh, and being still, although rest is an activity in my opinion. So don't misconstrue the, misconstrue the two things, but we, we absolutely, we are achievers and, and that's when you go back to those little wins and having those little wins throughout the day. I love how you put that. It gives you proof that you're winning. Mm-hmm. It gives you proof that you can. And that's sometimes the hardest part when we're dealing with self-sabotage, we're dealing with some of those things is I don't think I can pull that off. When you have these little wins along the way, along the path towards that process and towards that goal, you are giving yourself proof that you can. You're also giving yourself permission to do. And sometimes people just don't give themselves permission. Like I, no, I'm not going to do it. No, give yourself permission to do that. Also give yourself the freedom to screw it up. Yeah. Yeah. N- nobody does this perfectly at all, ever, 100%. So if failure in your mind is not achieving the goal, then you may never move forward. You may never want to, mm-hmm. right? But if success is the habit of lifestyle change mm-hmm. and it becomes part of your daily life, it becomes part of the mantra that, that you are telling yourself and speaking over yourself, it becomes the way your brain then thinks. But here's where I wanted to go with this. Motivation is not enough. Motivation will never be enough. If, and if we rely on being motivated in the moment to actually take a step, it's never going to get done. That's where the discipline of doing comes into play. That's where the discipline of 
I don't feel like it. It's raining outside. It's cold. But I told myself, I'm going to go take a walk. And it's midnight. And I've done this. <laughs> and I want to go to sleep. And I'm like, you know what? Dang it. I got distracted today and I didn't do it. Right. And that's falling out of integrity with ourselves, and in some cases with others. But relying on motivation alone is not enough. There has to be a system and a framework about what you're doing, even when you don't feel like it. Yeah. No, you actually, that's great, bro. You actually answered the second question. I was going to ask you to talk on how we take goals from intention to action. Mm. You know what I mean? Because yeah, got a lot of good intentions. You know what I mean? Yeah. But being <laughs> right. disciplined. I like that word discipline, man. That's the real key, bro. It's like the battle between the will and the flesh, yeah. right? Because I was up at three o'clock this morning and we just had our um, life coaching chat on family just a few minutes ago. And we set some goals, you know what I mean? That are going to require me to go out and have some intentional time with my kids. You know what I mean? Because that's a goal. Yeah. I want to strive for, but because I've been up all day, the flesh is getting tired. The flesh wants to just kind of just sit around and, and, uh, and not give time and, and effort and energy to it. But it's, it's, there's gotta be a place where willpower and you know we're none of us are navy seals you know what i mean right. <laughs> we train these guys for months and months and months how to like live in frigid cold waters and eat bugs and stuff like that so they can train themselves to be that way we're out here in the real world trying to work trying to be a father trying to be a parent trying to manage our money trying to manage our health and there's no real training on how to develop discipline but yeah. there's a lot of material out there you know and it starts with mindset, you know, read some books, right? Uh, have, have an accountability group like you were talking about earlier of other people that are disciplined mindset, you know? And I yeah. think over, over time, and this is another thing I noticed too. It just came to me right now. The goals that I'm striving for now and the goals that I've achieved just in the last, let's say, two years um, were just goals two years ago. Right now that I've achieved them or that I'm on the process of achieving them, like it's almost like watching, uh, what's the word? You ever seen those nature videos where they show the vines growing up a tree? Oh, yeah. They have to, they have to do the fast forward motion, like the fast yeah. forward camera. So you can actually, otherwise it's like watching paint dry. I, <laughs> right. think get, I think we can get stuck, like looking at the monotony of day in and day out. And this is taking a long time and I'm not really getting anywhere. And we're watching it slow motion, but mm. it's happening. It's taking place, right? Like the like goal setting and goal achievement where I am at with that today is 10X where I was at with it even five years ago. Yes. And I'm looking at it in real time, which feels like slow motion time because goals are, you know, they're real goals, they're hard work. And it yeah. takes time and it takes effort. And, you know, then you finally get there and you think, man, I didn't really do anything, you know, but like, you gotta, you gotta be tempered in your reasoning, I think. And, and, uh, and, and realize that it takes time and all that stuff and not let the amount of time it took all the slip ups that happened along the way, all that stuff, give you evidence that you're not good at goal setting and goal achievement. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. When you talk about taking intention to action, a lot of times it's the first it's the first step. It's just, it's just taking one step. Right. And, uh, I was on a call, a coaching call the other day, and we were talking about different things and we, we, my client talked about how this is like, they painted a beautiful picture of, of this is what I'm going toward. And the question I asked was, what's your first step? And a lot of times it's, it's, I want this thing, but I don't know how to get there. And so we just, you know, we turn the, the power switch off. And instead of asking ourselves, how do I get there? You know, yeah. we just say, I don't know. I don't know what to do next. And, but there's always, there's always a little step you can take in, in my coaching, we talk about ready, set, go. And it's, it's a simple process. Like it's, I'm going to tell it to you and be like, yeah, dude, that's so simple. Um, and it is. But when you actually do it in the moment of something that's that's got its hands around your neck in fear, right? And you're just gripped and just not able to do something. One is 
to actually define what it is like ready is what is this thing that like be real about what's gripping you mm. be real about what is got its hands around you and, and won't let you go whatever that handcuff is you know mm. be real about it like literally call it out and be real with yourself about it set is define two things what is my life going to be like if i don't push through this and what is my life going to look like if i do yeah and you can write those down you can meditate on them if you want to you can whatever call it out speak it out mm -hmm. but having the self-awareness to say if i don't do this thing this is what my life looks like am i okay with that if i do this thing this is what my life is going to look like and i know i want that more than this other thing because i'm petrified right now right mm -hmm. so ready set call it out, define it, be clear about it. Ask yourself, if I don't push through this, this is what my life looks like. If I do push through this, this is what my life looks like. And then go is 20 seconds of courage. And the reason why it's not six months of courage is because there's always a little step you can take. Yeah. So like you said, prove to yourself that you can to mm. move one step away from that giant that's holding you back to walk one step up that mountain there's always one little baby step you can take. If it's, you know, a family member that you're having an argument with and, and you need to call that family member and apologize to them, the 20 seconds of courage is picking up the phone, looking up their number and hitting send, hitting dial, mm -hmm. right? And so it's a simple process. Ready, set, go. It's like, we know it, but yeah. when you actually do it, mm -hmm. man, that 20 seconds can change your life. I was struggling with that that whole concept when you and I were doing the fitness thing last week, because in my mind, I have all these excuses why I want it to look a certain way. And if I can't get it to look exactly the way I want it to look or build it the way I want it built, then I, it's not going to work or why bother trying. And we've talked about my old field schedule and I've mentioned it on other episodes and we're kind of on call, you know, and we clean up spills and they can happen in the middle of the night. And in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, you want to join a gym and start working out again and, you know, get your health and fitness under control. But there's all these existential reasons why it could go wrong, why yeah. it's not going to work out, why you're going to pay this money for a gym membership and you're never going to get down there because of this, that, and the other. But defining it, as you said, if I don't do anything, my triglycerides aren't coming down, <laughs> my bad cholesterol isn't going to go away. My good cholesterol isn't going to come up. And we all know where that leads, right? Yeah. But if I do make, if I define this thing of what it's going to look like, if I just make the change, we haven't even talked, we haven't even made the commitment to make the change. We're just defining, right. right? What it's going to look like if I win, my confidence levels will be up. I'll yes. be in shape. Like I'll push, maybe push that, that first heart attack back 10 years or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And my wife will start giving me a second look when I walk down the hall with my shirt off kind of thing, you know? And I was like, yeah, that's exactly what I did. What you just explained is exactly what I did. I'm like, no, I want, I want this direction. Yeah. Now what's the next step? The 20 seconds was I just went online and started looking at gyms. That was the name. something trivial, right? And lo and behold, I find one and it's like 40 bucks a month. And I was, whoa, like, that's amazing. You know, this guy kind of does it as a side business because he owns this warehouse and he sells like restaurant supplies, but he's got all this oh, interesting. Extra space. Yeah. Yeah. But he's got all this extra space on the second half of the warehouse and he just turned it into a gym and he just charges 40 bucks a month. And I'm like, that's enough. That's money. awesome. <laughs> I can pay that and afford to fail. Like I won't, feel, <laughs> right. I won't feel 40 bucks if this doesn't work out, whatever, but maybe I can just get down there one day a week. Yeah. And at least I'm taking a step in that direction, you know? And it's worked out really good, man. The schedule at work has been enough to where I can get down there every other day and either just do cardio or do cardio and pick a muscle group and work on that muscle group. And I'm already seeing results and it's boosted my That's confidence. awesome. Not just because I'm getting healthier, but because I set a goal and I took the steps to achieve it. And I'm in that process of achieving that. And that boosts the confidence. And that confidence, I believe isn't just for fitness. Once you build confidence yes. because you were doing fitness, 
you can now take that confidence and put it in family, put it in finance, put it in your career. You know what I mean? It's so uh, true, man. Yeah, it's not isolated, you know? No, it changes the way your, your brain processes information. Like right. it, it literally changes the way your brain decides to have a person, like decides to do something because the, the creative side of our brain is massively creative, right? When you go back to, there was a point where we had no airplanes. There was a point where we had no submarines. There was right. a point where we had no running water, no electricity. There was a point where it was a, you know, a stick and <laughs> not much else. Right. And uh, activating that creative side of your brain then begins to expand on the what's possible. And when you start asking yourself the what's possible and having that perspective, then it's not just, I can't get past this. It's what if I do get past this? Like what happens then? How is my life different? Right. It's beautiful, man. I love that. Yeah. Um, I'm trimming some of these questions out because we've really touched on a bunch of them, but I wanted to ask, what would you tell somebody on how to stay positive during goal setting and the goal achievement process, whether they've boosted it six months or a year or two years, you know, maybe they're in a real bad financial hole and it's going to be a couple years or whatever the case may be, they've set the goal They've, they've worked up the courage, they've started the process, they're on that trajectory of achieving that goal, but they're getting hit by life. They're struggling, they're striving towards it, but they're struggling and they're falling, they're having hiccups, these different things. What would you say to somebody that's going through that part of the journey? Because there's going to be parts of the journey where we're winning, like we took those five steps and made it to the next level. And then the next month, like I was telling you earlier on our coaching call, how it was covid the truck broke down. I lost my wallet, found out I had a warrant in Arizona, like all this stuff piled on almost like when you make the decision to radically change your life, there's a force, you know, I don't want to get all <laughs> like spiritual and call it the devil. Cause I don't think the devil really cares. Like if, you know, like, I don't know, you know, some things we just, if you find away. your wallet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know what I mean? But like, it's almost like there's a force in life that says, Oh, you've set goals, huh? You know what I mean? Now here's yeah. this, how are you going to deal with it? You know, and a month goes by and they knock you down and you get off track and you didn't go to the gym that week because you were fighting all these little fires at work and in your marriage and with your kids and stuff. What would you say to the person that would help them stay positive on that journey of achieving those goals? Yeah, man, that's a great question. <clears throat> First thing I would say is anticipate the roadblocks. Because so many anticipate it because like you said, it's going to happen. We, I, and again, I was just talking to um, a gentleman the other day and what he said to me was every time I make a big shift and I'm going to really go after something, something happens. Like he had, he had to have surgery, you know, his job was calling him 24 seven. He had to be, you know, out doing that. Um, they got sick with COVID, you know, a couple of rounds of it. And it was like, every time I want to do something, something happens. And what I told him is there's always going to be something that's coming against you. Mm -hmm. there, it's just, it, that's just part of life. There, there are these two opposing forces. One says, go get it. The other one says, no, you're not. Right. And if you don't anticipate that that's just real life, then you're going to get hit twice as hard when it happens. I like that. Right. So the first is just anticipate it. And, and I would, I would go so far as, as to say, what in that moment when something happens, what is your blocker? Like, what, what do you think that's going to be? Is it going to be fear? Is it going to be anger, self-sabotage, laziness? Like, what is it going to be that's really going to make you stop doing what it is you want to do? And if you can anticipate it first, you know, then maybe you can come up with a plan of action around it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Just real quick, because I want to, I want to, you touched on something that struck a chord with me. Mention those blockers again, just real quick. Yeah. So it's fear, anger, self-sabotage, laziness, uh, guilt, envy, and focus or lack of focus in this, in this case. Right. Focus okay. can be both positive and negative, yeah. right? So when I shared that example with you of, let's say I'm, I'm committed to go to the gym or whatever, and then like COVID happens or, 
you know, just all the different things that happen in life that come against us. When you mentioned figure out what the blocker is, you went past the existential things and went straight to blockers. So it almost, it almost made me think that it's not the fact that someone got COVID. It's the lack of focus after they come out of COVID to stay on the goal. It's not the fact that I lost my wallet and now I've got this warrant in Arizona for a traffic ticket from 20 years ago. <laughs> But it's the fear of, oh, my God, I don't, my license is suspended. I'm not going to be able to work. This is a big fire. Like, I got to deal with this now. And it wasn't losing the wallet and all that stuff. It was the fear associated with losing the wallet, right? Yes. It's, it's not the event that's happening in real time. It's the blocker that you're associating with the event. And for everybody, it's a different blocker, right? Because that's right. Yeah, no, I yeah, really and like that. It, and it could be more than one, but there's usually a dominant one when it comes to the, when there's something that's stopping you from taking another step. Mm. There's usually a dominant blocker, and I find that these seven are they're they're pretty spot on. Like, yeah. like in my own life, it's like, oh, dang it, that's definitely self sabotage coming into play, or that's anger coming into play, or whatever it is. Mm. And so I, I find that those are very helpful. I actually have this list accelerators and blockers up on my fridge just so I can see it you know, just walking by it going, man, I'm struggling with something. What is it? What am I actually, I'm not struggling with the thing I think I'm struggling with. I'm struggling with my mindset around it. Yes. Right. And, and I also don't want to paint a picture that, that you're going to be able to, to have a plan around every little thing. Like there are things you're not going to anticipate that are going to hit you upside the head mm -hmm. that you're not going to see coming. And you know what? It's going to knock you out. Yeah. Question is, what do you do when you wake up? I like right? it. Yeah, we've touched on a bunch, man. This has been a great, another great episode, Joe. You always bring the goods when you come, bro. It's and always my pleasure being here, man. Yeah, I love it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And we'll just close out with one last question, man. Like, um, obviously, for um, you being a life coach, and you know, I'm starting to get my life coaching business off the ground. Yeah. For goal setting and goal achievement, what benefit? does having a life coach in your corner bring to the table? Mm, that's a great question. Yeah, that's a great question. Because uh, when before I started this journey, I was talking with our jujitsu instructor, and he is a health coach. And I said, what, what in the world is a health coach? Like you have your doctor, you have your pharmacist, you have your, you know, physical therapist, you have your chiropractor, like, what is a health coach? And his answer I thought was great. It's, it's somebody that helps you take the things that you know you have to do or are trying to do and help you implement it into your life. Yeah. So if I go to the doctor and my doctor says, you need to lower your cholesterol, you've got to lose some weight, you need to start eating healthy. He's the guy that I go to to say, okay, this is my lifestyle. How do I around the craziness of running the kids to different things and needing a snack here and there? Like, how do I make that work in a healthy way and productive way for my life? Yeah. And that's what a life coach does. It's in our case, we look at all seven of these areas of life and we help you to make that a consistent lifestyle so that you have clarity around where you are, where you want to go and how you're going to get there and actually implementing those things into your life. Yep. And uh, yeah, I think that's, that's the, that's what it is. I love it, man. Tools, strategies, ideas, clarity, focus, accountability, all of that is brought to the table. And it's a good thing because a lot of, and you know, my audience is guys that, you know, it's for everybody. And, uh, but my main goal with doing apex masculinity was to reach guys that grew up in toxic homes went to prison, yeah. struggled with drugs, alcohol, pornography, different things like that. And they're at the bottom looking for answers, right? And uh, having, having someone to basically teach you and show you the way is not an act of weakness. It's actually an act of strength. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's an act of strength for me or anyone else to you know, pick up the phone or reach out to somebody via email and say, look, man, I want to make changes and I'm being honest with myself and I, I don't know how to get there. And I, I need some, I need some help, you know, and having someone and the result is by far anybody that's 
truly successful in life, many, many people say this, they've got somebody in their corner. You know what I mean? They've invested in themselves. And I want to see guys win. And Joel, thank you so much, man. Before we close out, just tell people how they can get a hold of you, man, if they're interested in finding out more with what you do and all that stuff. Yeah, man. Uh, the easiest way is just to go to my web website. It's www.wayfindersforlife.com. And I've got my contact info up there. I can schedule a discovery call. It's a free call. We just chat about where you are. You know, is, is life coaching, is the ULA system something that is applicable to your life today? Is that, is that the thing you need to choose to move your life forward? And are we a good fit? Yeah. And I've got a couple of free guides on there too. You know, a little pop-up will come up and you can download it. Just it's a 20 page guide to just helping you be tangible about where you are and where mm-hmm. you want to move forward, how you want to move forward. But yeah, man, wayfindersforlife.com is where you can reach me and, and learn about me. So awesome. Thanks again, Joe. I appreciate you coming back on. It's always a pleasure, man. Love yep. it. Yeah. We'll do it again soon, brother. Sounds good. All right.